0: Good evening and welcome to the first in-season edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Evening, everyone. I hope you're feeling pretty good still after Saturday, Rob. Yeah, no,
1: I'm feeling great. I, good. I, I mean, wind would have been nice, but all in all, I'm really pleased with the way things turned
0: out. Yeah, I hope most Dukes fans are. Um, we are, as always, brought to you by Pale Fire Brewing Company in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the tap room there in Harrisonburg and uh pick up some pale fire anytime if you mention the podcast you will get a free a pretty sweet little pale fire pint glass i i hadn't really thought about it in a while rob but it is like a kind of cool shape you know it's not your standard pint glass so i do like that one um so go on by you can pick up pale fire most places in virginia as well um probably wherever you're headed to norfolk state those of you who are headed down to Tidewater this weekend um you can find pale fire for your tailgate this weekend so Rob and I are really excited to talk football. Uh, we're excited to talk the NC State game where the Dukes played a really hard-fought game despite the loss. Um, we're certainly looking forward to next weekend and hopefully putting a W in the, win- or in the, co- in the good side of the column. Um, but we are coming to you tonight with a little bit of heavy hearts, and we are going to talk about that in OT. A really special overtime topic tonight about a friend of ours, and uh, we'll be getting to that later. But we are going to start, as always, during the season uh, with four downs from the game this weekend. We're going to do a couple things we're looking forward to headed to next week, and then we'll do that overtime, uh, pretty special overtime for us tonight. Uh, besides that, we want to welcome everybody, everybody back. Rob, I don't know if you looked at the numbers this week, but we're up to like 1,200 listens again. So oh, there, I don't know. I, I, I haven't a, looked at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's definitely an in-season spike here, so... Welcome back, everybody. We are so thrilled to have you. Um, thank you to uh, thank you to the good, solid number of you who stayed with us through the off season. Uh, but welcome back, everybody. We're looking forward to talking with all of you. I got and, and
1: at the risk of sounding too like thirsty, if you do enjoy it, um, share it with a friend. Like oh, yeah. send it along. I mean, the more the merrier. And so we certainly we'll do this if it's 10 of you. We
0: love it. But, um,
1: <laughs> if you are enjoying it, by all means, please you know post it on Facebook, send a tweet out, email your friends, mm-hmm. talk to co or whatever yeah
0: and actually i forget to say this every week but um you can rate and review us um five points five stars whatever it's called um in wherever you get your podcast. so uh we would appreciate that there's a couple still in there from last year um, but that always makes us feel better if nothing else so rob um b- before we i mean we t- we're going to talk about the hottest day ever for fans in raleigh this weekend um i do want to say just I can't get to everything tonight. I'm not going to talk about the game day experience, but it was wonderful. Um, great job to the Triangle Dukes for the Friday night event, the Saturday morning stuff. Um, great turnout as always from JMU. I can't believe more of the MRDs didn't pass out in those uniforms in the heat. Uh, and it was great to see uh, Rob, our friend Jamie, had a. They they made it on the jumbotron and everything, and they had like I don't know fifty some people like in four rows so yeah great to see all of those guys Um,
1: absolutely and I think Nikki put together the heck of the the breakfast tailgate as well I know she put a lot of effort in Jamie
0: got all the tickets so yeah well it was
1: awesome to see big groups go like that
0: it was awesome it was a lot of fun to see all those guys um well done Vargas and Herons really great for me to see uh old friend Cap um down from the northeast for the game yeah so that was kind of a a special treat for me um but Rob as we do four downs you want to take the first one oh
1: i mean where do we start but um i guess just my my general impression is that this exceeded my expectations um i'm not as gung-ho about these fbs games as a lot of people i think they're fun but at the end of the day i think they're basically Mm preseason um with with tremendous upside if you win you know it's awesome you know you get a lot of notoriety and everything but a game like this um i really didn't know what to expect you know particularly when the news broke that Robinson was out and they're going to be rolling out 10 new starters on D. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by all accounts, it was way better than I thought. And not in the sense of like, oh, we minimized things or we kept it close and didn't embarrass ourselves. I thought they played really well. I, just, I thought the def- the defense, the rush D was outstanding. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they averaged like two, only get like 2.9 yards per carry. Um, I thought overall the defense looked a lot better in the second half. They had some trouble with Finley, which a lot of teams are going to have some trouble with Finley. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be playing a lot of zone, and I'm guessing that might not have been the, the game plan all camp. Um, right. the, you know, Going to the end, you're thinking you had Robinson and Moreland, um, even against NC State, I think you're a little bit more comfortable leaving guys out there and going for it. But um, Finley did an excellent job going, going through the middle. But the defense – I thought did really well in the second half, with the exception of a couple, you know, big third downs. Mm-hmm. in that one they just bit on it, but um, I don't know. Danishi handled himself well. I don't think he's. Too... We don't need to slow down the the hype train a little bit. I mean, he played very well. We have no idea it's one game, right? Um, but I certainly liked the athleticism. Mm-hmm. I thought he threw the ball a little better than advertised. Yeah. And he made really good decisions. So that was a bad break on the fumble. Yep. But overall, he took care of the ball. He had one pass that was a little bit dicey, you know, went up and you know probably should have been picked off. But otherwise, he mixed it up, spread it around. So, um, I don't know. Just I, I feel much better about this team after having watched that first game mm-hmm. than I did Friday night. And not that I was down on it. I just had no idea what to expect.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think you're right about that. And I, I mean, JMU outgained NC State 163 to 83 on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. They held the advantage in time of possession. Uh, this was a, they went toe to toe here. And um, you're right. I I felt exactly how Houston spoke about it on the press conference today that he felt they were better after halftime. Uh, completely agree. I mean, they had that really good you know early though drive. They got them the touchdown early on, but they, they really decided committed to the run, the ball after the half, and. The defense really, you know, they gave up the touchdown at the end. Um, sounded like, I mean, there was definitely that big broken play on the last drive, but other than that, I mean, they went toe to toe with a a team that's probably I, I think going to be really good, you know, and like you said about Finley, I mean, everybody who watched the telecast, Todd McShay was talking about, he's the number one NFL prospect in the country. Yeah. You know, I, and at QB, at yeah, QB, QB and a yeah. couple of those uh, receivers are probably going to join him on Sundays. So, Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the exceeding expectations. I I don't think there's any doubt, especially you and I talked a little bit on Sunday. You know, we were a little nervous the first few drives, right? Uh, You know, JMU forced the fumble, really great play by Holloway, but NC State had moved the ball and then, you know, kind of rolled back down and kicked a field goal the next drive. And I think we were concerned and JMU was right there all day. So. No, I was concerned, particularly with the heat, that mm-hmm. in the
1: second half it would just come down to depth and North Carolina State would would kind of win going away. The margin ended up being, what was it, a, a, 11. 11 points, um, that, that which was, is nothing that, to that, cry about. But It was a push. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was going to be, it was looking like it could have been a two or three touchdown game at one point. And that's my general nervous nature, but right. you just kind of look at it like, oh man, in this heat with these guys, you know, they're moving the ball. But Jamie made adjustments and just and played great after the, after the break.
0: Absolutely. And, and just, you know, that fumble is probably the difference in the game. Um, it was, what, 10-7 state at that point, and JMU was, in, you know, at the five-yard line again, and they had that fumble. And, you know, you think. 14-point swing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at least, yeah. you know, 10 to 14-point swing there. So, big, big, uh, big thing there. Yeah, my, my number one thing, Rob, was just um, line play. I, I couldn't get over. I mean, I wanted to talk about all the new names. I thought about some other things to talk about. But the way JMU held up on both sides of the ball, I mean, mm-hmm. run it, you know. And they really – they kind of grew – in the offensive line kind of grew into the game. Uh, they rushed the ball a little better after halftime. Certainly, Marcus Marshall was able to find some traction, you know, moving the ball later in the second half. He looked very comfortable. He looked very comfortable. And, you know, that's not to take anything away from the other guys. It's just, you know, they, they, he seemed to be gelling with the line in a great way. And then yeah. the defensive line, like you just said, was outstanding. I mean, they yeah. really shut down North Carolina state from running the ball at all. Yeah. I mean, Rondell Carter was a beast out there. Um, he was, you know, he did cramp up a little later. Mike green on the inside um, probably got overlooked. It's a new name for me, but, and then he, I think he must've ripped his Jersey in the first half because he was playing in a no name Weird number 62 jersey in the second half, but so it like the announcers didn't exactly know who it was. Um, even when he didn't make the tackle, he was blowing up plays, you know, all like forcing guys outside where other guys were able to make plays. I mean, Keyshawn Moore was a stud, that's another name we hadn't heard of at JMU, really. Um, number 31, and, and he looked absolutely ready to play at this level. So, yeah, I couldn't be more thrilled with the way JMU held up up front. And I, I think that bodes incredibly well for the rest of the competition that we'll see this year.
1: Yeah, and that's something we've been hearing a lot of all all summer that Houston was really high on this defensive line mm-hmm. and thought it could be, you know, potentially as good or better than last year's. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the sky's the limit. I don't see any reason to doubt those sorts of things. I'm not gonna declare it done. We're one game into the season. Mm-hmm. But man, they did look really good against a big, fast team on a hot, you know, brutal day to play. So absolutely so, what about third down for you, Rob? I guess uh, to kind of rain on the parade a little bit, um, <laughs> yep. uh, the, the red zone offense. Mm-hmm. I understand it's NC State and everything, but now if you go back, even to the North North Dakota State game, the championship, um, you know, Houston talked about it in the post game press. There's a lot of missed opportunities mm-hmm. that, that Jamie's coming up with, and yep. um, you can kind of write it off and just say, "Oh, well, whatever." They're playing a team from the ACC, but that's that's kind of That's doing it a disservice. I mean, they had the opportunity to win the game. They did. And they couldn't punch it in multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's reasons to set off alarms or anything. But if we're just looking at, like I said, the national championship, they came right down to it, couldn't punch it in. Very similar. Very similar when it mattered. And then this time, would they have it on the three? Yeah, I mean, they they, they kicked two 19-yard field goals.
0: Yeah, I I just wrote, I mean, they were inside the 10-yard line four times. They scored one touchdown. They fumbled once, and they kicked two 19-yard field goals. So that is just, I mean, not to, you know, we're all pleased that they hung in there and as fans, you kind of look and you think, all right, good. This was a respectable game. But I think as players and a coaching staff, Houston exactly called it as it is. That was a missed opportunity for this team. And I think even defensively, they had a couple chances where safeties or defensive backs were in the right place and, you know, just couldn't, you know, one big play. If they get, you know, they had a couple opportunities at interceptions just, you know, I'm, I'm not knocking did, those like Right. You know, I mean, it, those, were t- those would have been great plays. But sometimes you need one or two great plays to beat yeah. a team like State. So, yeah, th- this I, I agree with you completely. This is completely just a – it is a little bit of a missed opportunity. I mean, I, as you said at the beginning, it doesn't change the outlook for JMU at all. This really is a preseason game for them. But, yeah, I think the players are going to be kicking themselves. And hopefully they'll be um, motivated to take it out on a couple – a couple, uh, not lesser, qu- lesser, teams. yeah, not quite as talented opponents, uh, coming yeah, up in the next few weeks.
1: Not as well resourced as, as <laughs> an ACC team. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, um, so yeah, yeah. My- so I mean, that's it. I mean, it's, uh, again, I, I'm not going to belabor the point. Well, I guess that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> again, but, uh, but they they probably could have won that game. Maybe even should have won that game. And I'm sure people disagree like oh you're crazy you're crazy they were right there Um, Mm -hmm. they did what they had to do I thought they made the better second half adjustments Mm -hmm. it basically came down to not punching it in and then falling for the fake bubble screen on that big third down conversion
0: yeah otherwise
1: I think we're talking about a big win.
0: yeah I tried to watch that play the the way that they filmed it on tv was not you know I couldn't exactly see what happened it looked like two guys went to the flat and when one of them should have dropped back yeah they just they
1: both tried to jump it I mean they're both trying to make a play into the game
0: And look, Um, that was, that happens.
1: And that happens early in the season.
0: Yep. Um, yeah. So one thing I did my last, my fourth down, Rob was, I was just so thrilled with the pass catchers, uh, both receivers and tight ends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, you know, we all were so excited for Riley Stapleton who did in no way disappointed. I think had nine catches for 90 yards in the touchdown or something.
1: Yeah. 88, nine for 88, right.
0: Nine for 88 in the touchdown. Um, but, man, I mean, Josh Sims looked every bit the hype train that we've heard about him in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, catching those little hitches. And, I mean, he never got tackled by the first guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, David Eldridge looked like he's on his way back to 100% health. Was surprised to see him out there. In Certainly it's, was caught off guard by him being out there in a new number. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, he made a few plays. Kendall Dean looked really capable, mm-hmm. you know, and, and shifty, like, also made some play- yards after the catch um they got contributions from matt cullen who's a i think a walk-on tight end you know backing up Cheatham. i, I think he had a couple catches so i felt a little bad for our uh <laughs> friend of the pod zach Glace, who's a another redshirt tight end who <laughs> I, I saw his parents after the game and they said man this was not the day to be injured if you're a redshirt tight end because <laughs> no, there, no. there were there were some targets to go around. there were
1: some opportunities <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah but um you know, really, just that was thrilling. I mean, I mean, to see Sims and Dean step up the way they did was great. And Riley, I mean, that one catch he made on the third down play on the outside where he just took it away from the defender. Yeah. Yeah, just reminded you what this can be. It was funny. We were sitting next to a couple of former JMU football players, and uh, they call him Ridley because <laughs> I think they're making a Calvin Ridley Reference oh. <laughs> to the Alabama player from last year who was the first-round pick of the Falcons this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just, like, every play, they're just yelling, like, throw it to Ridley. Throw, just throw the fade. Just throw the yeah. fade. like You know, and I realize, James, you can't do that every play. But it, nine catches, it certainly looked like they can do it when
1: they want, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know how people are going to guard him in the FCS. <laughs> I really don't. No. I mean, he, there were some good receivers. That Jacoby Myers mm-hmm. for NC State was fantastic, no. but it wasn't a huge drop off to Stapleton. I mean, Stapleton no. made some very tough catches. Myers had the game of his life. He did. Um, and he was great, was particularly he was injured. But there were just good, good receiver play by both teams. Mm-hmm. And it was a treat to watch that. If you're somebody who likes to watch wide receivers, likes to watch guys who can go up and get the ball
0: and you know, make moves after they catch, it was, it was a real fun game to watch. It sure was. That was great to see. Well, you got anything else sort of hanging out there you want to get in on that game, Rob?
1: No, I mean, just overall, like, really enjoyed it. It was great to kind of rip the Band-Aid off and get back in, in the season in the swing of things. And like I said, I'm I'm very optimistic about this team yeah. after having seen them play for 60 minutes.
0: And not that I should have doubted Houston at all on this, but I was really impressed with the crispness all the way around from JMU for a week one game. You know, yeah. they made, they pretty much made, I mean, you know, NC State was going to get their yards, but they didn't break a lot of. T- JMU made tackles cleanly most of the time. You know, even some yeah. game, you know, big play saving tackles, uh, including the big one on the punt return from Mario mm-hmm. Kelly.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, um, they didn't have. A, I think JMU only had five or six penalties. You know, they had the one turnover that was a guy trying to make a play. It wasn't. I don't think the kind that you're. You know, it wasn't a mental mistake per se. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was just really happy with the way they played all the way around, made their field goals, pinned a couple punts deep, you know, just generally did what they could um, and, and looked clean. It's really exciting for next week. So speaking of next week, uh, Rob, what's one thing you are really looking forward to, I guess, going to Norfolk state, I guess John Daca. <laughs> um, I mean, him, he was
1: originally, you know, he's a backup, but then he, he, He took out the start because of injuries, correct?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I think Darius Carter suspended the first three weeks.
1: First three weeks? Yeah, okay. So, So he was coming in, but, Mm -hmm. oh, man. Like, we had heard that he was – you know, he had a great great, uh, camp and was playing very well and was very good in terms of getting after the quarterback, but I thought he was excellent against the run. Mm -hmm. Um, For a young guy in his first start, Mm -hmm. um, going up on the road against NC State, He is an exciting player. Uh, They've got the makings of a really, really good defensive line. And now, you know, it's going to be too deep in in some positions. Yeah. I think in the next couple of weeks, um, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. You you never lose your job due to injury, but do you lose it due to suspension? Or, I mean, it's a situation where are they just going to be rotating in like five linemen for four positions? You know, kind of have five guys in that quote unquote starting type roles because he was excellent. And that's a guy that I was very excited about when he was a recruit. I know Michael spoke very highly of him mm-hmm. as a prospect coming out of high school. But I thought he was fantastic. You know, the entire D was great, yeah. but he particularly stood out to me. It, Rondell Carter, you kind of expected. Yeah. It, you yeah. Know, we'd heard that he was going to be the guy. and He's probably the guy on the team this year in terms of leadership and everything. Yeah. But Gaka, oh, my gosh, he was, he was awesome.
0: Yeah, he really was. And, yeah, I think keeping the interior guys healthy, that was uh, Green and Atarawa that started. I think those two guys are really critical. Um, it seemed like JMU was really solid when those guys were in there, and it gave guys like John Daka, even Matt Terrell, I think was in a couple times. Yeah. Like it gave some other guys a chance to really make some plays. You know, I mean, I think those we've seen it with Simeon Robinson in the past. Like it's just you JMU doesn't have a ton of like nose tackle type talent. You know, yeah. and it's key to going to be a key to keep those guys healthy. But I'm with you about um, John DaCA. And, and, and certainly against Norfolk State, who, you know, hats off to them. They, they won their first game. They struggled a little bit the last couple of years. They, they played a Division II team, Virginia State, this weekend, but handled them pretty well. Um, but it'll be fun to see the uh, pass rush turn loose against Norfolk State. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not
1: fun for Norfolk State. No, but... <laughs> I don't
0: think so. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, – and that actually – yeah, not fun for Norfolk State. I, for those uh, who follow these things, it is a forty-one and a half point spread. So, I, what happened with their QB? Their QB got
1: ejected. Is that what I happened? I, yeah. Yeah, I I think he kicked somebody. Okay. Like, like uh, there's some sort of dust up after after the play. Okay. And I think he got ejected. And I'm not sure. Does that mean that he can't play or?
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's a NCAA or, rule or conference rule or, or, or
1: CAA. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know that's what happened, but yeah, there was, there was
0: definitely some sort of dust-up. Maybe he's being smart and doesn't want to play against the Dukes yeah, this week. strategic. Yes, because I was going to say, I mean, the one thing, I'm, I think I'm just looking forward to uh, the Tidewater Dukes this weekend. So, you know, been since Old Dominion was in the conference that JMU's had a game down there, and that's a sizable alumni base for JMU, certainly an important, important recruiting area for JMU. But also an alumni base that, you know, they make it to Harrisonburg when they can, but it's, it's a hike to get yeah. to Harrisonburg from the Tidewater area. And I know they're having a, a big event pregame down there this weekend. And there's a few, you know, serious rooters who live down there, uh, including some of Rob's family members.
1: Yes, so def- without a doubt. Yeah,
0: looking for, really looking forward to seeing if this is, uh, you know, if this can't maybe be a bit of a home game for JMU, sort of Richmond style. So, I think the uh, turnout for JMU Nation this weekend should be, I hope it will be outstanding down there at the beach.
1: Yeah. And I know everybody's upset about, you know, having one fewer home game. And should this have been a home and home? I think it's pretty cool. If you're going to play in state teams, um, mm-hmm. give them a home and home. I think, particularly with so many. Oh, this you know, was a, a two good, for one,
0: too. A two for one. Yeah. yeah. But
1: you know it's it's a good recruiting area it's Mm -hmm. an opportunity for a lot of players to go back and play in front of their friends and family in high school so there's a lot of moaning about it but i also think it's fun it's a it's a good road game for a lot of jamie fans to go attend so yeah i don't want this uh, to
0: happen more than once every you know five years or every couple years yeah yeah. Yeah, but if you're gonna do it and
1: and have a year where you've got a few home games if it's in state i'm okay with that you know if you're going off to wherever you know pennsylvania that that's different but um I don't know. I mean, make the best of it. It's It'll be a good time to get down there.
0: Definitely. And it's kind of the way we feel about the some of the D2, D3 games in basketball over the holidays. Like, you know, if they're going to play Eastern Mennonite, I know it's terrible, whatever, RPI for whatever that, you know, RIP, RPI, I guess. But, yeah. um, you know, like, come on. I mean, it's, it's they're a little bit doing a solid to uh in-state, another public school in-state, you know. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world. So, exactly. and, and they're certainly not going to be, this is not a game where It's like you said. I mean, it does suck for people that just, you know, are in Harrisonburg or love going back to games at JMU like we do to have one less game on the schedule. But it also – it's not like this game is not accessible for Duke's fans.
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: So, no, that's exactly right. So, with that, I think we've pretty much cleaned out the uh, the drawer there for – Well, can can we talk a
1: little bit more about maybe, like, another thing that I'm looking forward to? Yes. Is seeing how this offense handles itself – Maybe against a less dynamic um, ACC type squad, you know. Then this—I don't mean this. Like, I'm not trying to knock Norfolk State. No. But in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be a little different. They're not facing, you know, a defensive line uh, like they did this past mm-hmm. weekend. And I'm curious to see how Danucci evolves. I really liked his athleticism. Mm-hmm. I liked his ability to kind of get upfield quickly. You know, he, he's a good north-south runner, but also can make guys miss. Mm-hmm. But I am kind of excited or slightly, I don't want to say disappointed on Saturday, but he's very quick to run. Yeah, you know, no, like I did think he, he tried he, he, to keep his eyes
0: it. downfield a little bit. He did, you know. he did. And
1: that's actually what led to the led led to, to the the fumble. fumble. Right. So like, so I like that play. I think he's capable, but I think as he gets more comfortable, mm-hmm. it, it will be interesting to see how the offense evolves, uh, particularly with the ability to take downfield shots. I don't think he had a lot of time this week. Right. The line, The line played great but it's just a quicker game. And, and you look at that difference, you know, you figure an ACC pass rush versus a Norfolk state or a, a typical, even CAA team. You probably get an extra what, half second, second, maybe mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. that's a lot of time. It's a lot of diff- big difference. That's a lot. That, that, that's a
1: big, big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, the game slows down a bit. So I am kind of anxious to see um, how they can kind of work with the offense, create more of a downfield passing attack. Mm-hmm. It's something I think they will do. Um, not just because of the reasons I stated with the defense being different, but also now, you know, Danucci presumably the, the QB one going forward. He's going to get all the reps with the first team.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I, it's, it's hard to, I, you know, we can't put ourselves in the coaches heads here, but we imagine that we think we'll see Cole Johnson probably both the next two weeks, Yeah, you know, and it would, uh, but we may not see him till, till J was no longer throwing downfield too much. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with you. I think it'll be interesting to see how the offense evolves. It'll be it also be nice to, you know, I think JMU, they, they gave Cardin Johnson the start this week. Marcus Marshall, I think, ran back the opening kickoff, you know, was sort of the first, the primary kick returner. So they gave, I don't know if that's why or whatever, but Cardin got the first carry of the game. But they pretty much rode with those two guys this week. We saw Sharp had, what, two carries maybe. Jawan Hamilton had one. Um, or, yeah. was, you know, was in there on a couple plays. But, yeah, it will be. It would be nice to see the other running backs get up to speed. Marshall was the only one who sort of seemed to come alive in that state game. And, yeah, yeah just like going downfield, it'll also be nice to see the other backs get their opportunities the next couple weeks. So, yeah. yeah. And, and even the sixth and seventh offensive linemen, you know, I think there was – I think they played six linemen – on offense. I think there was a couple series in the second half where they did have another guy come in, but yeah, all these guys are going to get opportunities and it will be interesting to see how the offense evolves and who knows what they're willing to put on film these next two weeks. So it will be interesting to see before they yeah. get back to the CAA. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. And, and just on the new names front, I mean, there were so many guys this week, Rob, um, I was trying to think Adam Smith was in a lot of plays at safety. Yep. Right. Um, we talked about Mike Green, we talked about Keyshawn Moore. Uh Mateo Jackson looked ready to go, right? True, yeah. true freshman. And was right in the mix a whole bunch of times. So Holloway
1: looked great. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, nice it was great to have
0: him back, and he's just a stud.
1: That forced fumble was just a textbook tackle.
0: It really was. And uh mm-hmm. it's it's just it's amazing. I mean, I wrote we wrote for Bennett this week and then we wrote on the blog, you know. Coaches say every year, teams, as they get better, say reloading, not rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And I said, JMU has said that, you know, sort of mid-2000s, late-2000s, Mickey era. We said that sometimes. We I think the second year of Withers, we kind of thought that. Yeah. Right? But it's never really been true. No. And what we saw on Saturday, it looked true. It looks true. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it
1: definitely looks true. And
0: even the guys coming in off the bench looked like they knew what they were doing. You know? So – That that, nobody seemed like the moment was too big, and hopefully, they just keep building this and that they have a group of I I don't know what to say. I mean, they looked 35 deep on Saturday, you know, yeah, on on both sides. So, that's just really exciting to see. But with that, um, Rob, I I don't know, do you want to take this one? Yeah,
1: and this is this is kind of weird. This is probably more for the old school CIA hoops people. Um, we found out today that uh, one of our you know, it, we've made a lot of friends kind of online and in real life mm-hmm. uh since starting the blog and we had the really bad news today that that a guy we've gotten to know um both in real life and via via twitter and everything um josephosky passed away over the weekend he yeah. was an odu alum um was really one of the nicest guys and we've met a lot of people um and a lot of great people but mm-hmm. joe was somebody who uh, todd and i met at a ca hoops tournament oh. like years ago that he was still coming to because of the friendships he'd made um, even though odu had moved on mm-hmm. and he was still welcome to the open arms oh yeah um, i used to say like back when we started this i loved blogging about football but i loved ca hoops twitter yeah it was uh, you know it was it was such a cool community back um like when mason and odu and BCU were in the leagues. It was really, really fun. There was just a great group of guys, guys we still keep in touch with. You know, I was exchanging emails, you know, last week with Mike Brodsky, mm-hmm. um, you know, North Eastern alumni, uh, Jerry Beach is a friend of ours. The, the, big Hofstra you know, guy. Big hobster guy. Um, yeah. The, you know, the, the Georgia blog guys. And, and yeah butter, the all guys, those merry guys millie mary Mason guys Fanatic,
0: Alan, Jay, yeah. i wrote down Jake Crooklin from delaware we've kept up with over the years Gary, Gary Moore, Moore. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah i mean just, just a great great guys yeah and all the joe vcu went.
0: guys Lito, yeah. and pav yeah we don't know what happened but
1: it was announced today that joe passed away over the weekend
0: um really devastating this is a great guy. Beach rep on twitter yeah. yeah and he was
1: one of those guys like if you didn't have the opportunity to meet him in real life um a cynic might look at his Twitter feed and be like, come on, guy. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Like, he was just like, I mean, he was famous. He'd sign off every night with Love Each Other. He was a big Arrested Development fan. Mm -hmm. But he also was like the first guy. He was like, shirt off your back. Shirt off his back to people. Mm -hmm. Like, he was, he had a couple big things. He was very pro-helping others. And like, um, big with like donating to homeless shelters. And like, after Jamie won the national championship, he DMs me and Todd. He's like, hey man, can you give me, the name of a Harrisonburg food bank, I'd like to make a donation in Jamie football's honor. Yeah, And that was, he would do stuff like that all the time. Yeah, You know, he he would hear about somebody in need and he would just go and do something for them. Um, He was a tireless advocate of like just helping people. He was just, the world needs more people uh, like (laughs) Joe, not fewer. And it really, it was a shame. He was a very nice guy. Um, We had the pleasure of hanging out with him, having beers with him at that tournament and just keeping up with him over the years, and it was really, really devastated to hear of his passing, so our condolences to all of his uh, friends and family, and, you know, we're hurting tonight, too.
0: Yeah, and I just, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know what to say. I Just, I mean, you said it well, Rob. I mean, the, the world needs more people like him, and Rob and I, you know, just like a lot of JMU fans, we give Odu a hard time whenever we get the chance, but yeah. he was the best of the best. Uh, just a guy who and just when we started, when Rob and I started vlogging, he was one of the first kind of opposing team fans to find us and interact. Yeah. And it just kept us going and it really I, excited us about what was out there. And yeah, I know when we first joined Twitter, he was one of had to be one of the first people we interacted with.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and he used to actually write for CA zone back in the day mm-hmm. when that was the, the message boards, they tried to actually produce their own content and they did for a while. They did a good job. And, he was like their football writer, mm-hmm. and he was just a tireless advocate of all CAA teams, uh, even after he left. You know, yeah. he was just, he was just a guy. Who just loved sports. Loved his Buffalo Bills. Loved college
0: football. Yeah. Um, he loved standard was- transmission cars, and yes. he, and he hated Chipotle. <laughs> you know, like, with, with a, a passion. passion. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, wherever you are, Joe, I hope there's a ODU or a Bills tailgate for you, somewhere. Yeah. And uh, you know, to our whole, I think Rob wanted and I wanted to end on this just because all those guys we mentioned. It, it's really, it, it's sad what conference realignment has done, um, but at the same time, it's it's also a reminder of what, you know, not that none of us want to. I mean, sure, we want to be in a better conference someday, but it's a pretty special group in the CAA at times. Um, yeah, I, I just there's nobody in the CAA sort of fan universe that. They're, they're really directly connected to their school. You know, they're not, they didn't grow up a fan of these teams. They didn't just, it's not the team in their state, the big team in their state or on the network every week. You know, if you're a Northeastern fan, or in his case, an ODU fan, or even a VCU fan, before, you know, especially prior to their run, you're really connected to this group. And I think you have a, uh, I mean, Joe had a realistic sense of where Old Dominion stood in the pecking order. Um, unlike some of his brethren, just like us, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, just like JMU. And, um, we just, I, I, I can't say enough what our kind of weird dysfunctional CAA hoops family has meant to us. It certainly kept us going in the years before anyone knew who we were and, yeah. and what this podcast was in, long before this podcast. So, you know, we're all those guys, everyone who's a CAA fan or a former CAA fan, um, I know you're all sad tonight and we're right there with you. So RIP Joe. Yeah. yep. But I don't think we have anything else. We don't mean to leave you on a, on a tough note, but it is a tough night for us. And I hope that everyone is ready to root again this week. Uh, we did hear uh, Rob, I guess there was one more thing we should say is Carol Benassi put out on JMU nation yesterday that I guess the MIAC signed some kind of deal with ESPN. So, it looks like this game this weekend was supposed to, or is listed as being on like a pay, like a pay-per-view Norfolk state website, but Mm -hmm. it looks like it may actually turn up on ESPN three or ESPN plus. So a lot of people, a lot more people should be able to watch that. Oh, that's um, cool. This Saturday. That would be really cool. Uh, Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. So 6 PM and Rob, I will talk to you next week. Yeah. All right. Have a good week. Everyone Yeah. go get your pale fire. Go Dukes.
1: Pack up all your dishes Make no all good wishes Say goodbye to the landlord for me it's Some bitches always bored me throw out them LA papers and that moldy bags of vanilla wafers adios to all this concrete gonna get me some dirt road back street. I can just get off of this LA
0: give your brain